Welcome to the Work That Matters podcast by Ikigai Coffee. My name is Jeroen Brechtman, I'm your host, talking to the people behind the work that matters. If you want to find out more about this episode or any other episodes, please visit www.ikigai.coffee and I hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Work That Matters podcast by Ikigai Coffee. Today's guest is Isabel van Bemelen. Uh, a special guest. Uh, she is from uh, from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. It's, uh, she used to work at the Rabobank Foundation. Is uh, the current managing director of Pro- Progresso Foundation and the managing director of Bico uh, Beyond Coffee. It's a blockchain global coffee connection and trading platform. And we're going to take a deep dive into that. Uh, what blockchain ex- actually is and uh, how uh, to use uh, Bico as a coffee producer and a coffee user or buyer so um, yeah Isabel is a known person in the coffee industry and highly driven to make a positive change and to facilitate connections and that is what Progresso and Beko is all about welcome Isabel welcome to the uh, this episode thank you thank you for such a nice introduction Today we uh, were supposed to meet at uh, 11. <laughs> we were supposed to meet at 11 and uh, record this podcast. Uh, currently we're one hour late, uh, so it's now 12, 12:30, a bit uh, later than we scheduled. Uh, Isabel sent me a, a WhatsApp like, Jeroen, uh, uh, is it possible to to delay it a little bit? Uh, because uh, I'm into in the middle of something and she had a really good excuse actually. She had a, a priority. Can you explain something about that priority? Uh, what is the reason you were running late? At this moment, we're in the harvest, uh, Colombia coffee harvest. And uh, therefore, it's important that the producer organization have their working capital on time in order for us to facilitate in access to markets related to finance. we That means that we have to make sure that uh, working capital for producer organizations, the transfers are made on time. So that's what I had to do this morning. You to had to transfer sure. the, the money to yeah. the, uh, the, coffee farmers, the coffee producers. Yes, and order for them to receive the amount before the weekend so they can purchase uh, this coffee from their members this weekend as the price at this moment is exceptionally high we want to make sure that the farmers can profit from such a high price yeah the world uh, sea price is exceptionally high uh, wh- what is the reason the the sea price is so high at the moment i think there are several reasons at this moment why the coffee price is high one of the reasons is that um, brazil had a had a huge drought last month that makes that in that there's a lot of in the coffee market maybe it's good to understand coffee market based on new york sea uh, stock exchange so that means there's a lot of more paper trade in coffee than actually physical trade um so also that implies that when um when people expect that there will be a shortage for example because of a drought in brazil which is a huge producing coffee producing country the prices at the stock exchange might increase because people expect that there will be a shortage um, also another thing is that uh, currently in the corona because of the corona situation a lot of bars coffee bars have been closed for several months now bit by bit it seems like bars restaurants everything are opening again uh, so that makes that people that have not bought coffee for maybe the last months or were um yeah, a bit like cautious in purchase, purchasing more coffee now are envisioning that the market will open up. So they will need more coffee in the short run. 
So that also makes that there will be uh, more demand for that coffee. Uh, another thing is that because of that whole corona crisis, also related to logistics, um, container shipping have delays. Uh, I heard <laughs> Those a are lot a lot of, of uh, things. Also political things, the yes. And, uh, yeah. indeed. So indeed, logistics, yeah. uh, empty containers that uh, cannot leave from direction of Asia that are not on time in Latin America, uh, but also added to that political situation, for example, in Colombia at this moment, they have yeah. difficulties. We uh, briefly spoke about the Colombian situation yeah. uh, just 15 minutes ago when we poured out some uh, some nice coffee. A blend uh, uh, we just uh, released uh, by Ikigai Coffee is the Lumen blend, a blend of uh, Rwandese uh, coffee beans from the Abakuna Kawa Cooperative and coffee beans from uh, Argota, Maria Argota and Ibet Munoz. Progreso also has a role in that. And the, the thing we, we just uh, spoke about is the political situation about in Colombia. I wasn't aware of that, but can, can you tell something about that? What's going on in Colombia and in Southern America at the moment? Uh, at this moment, I think Colombia is facing a difficult situation because I think it's a combination of factors. Um, due to the fact that in Corona crisis, people have lost their job. There's a lot of informal jobs in Colombia, Latin America, but also in Colombia, um, where also the government has mentioned that they would have another um, tax increase uh, where I think that was like the last part which made people that are already like sitting at home for one year and a half now maybe without a job uh, having difficulties paying their rent um, that was the last like let's say in, in Dutch we say the drupal yeah. <laughs> that makes that political unrest people especially young people are uh, now protesting or have been protesting last days and um, yeah violence in the region violence in the city is increasing a lot it's, yeah. I have the feeling that in Europe especially in the Netherlands uh, yes it's also a difficult situation we see a lot of companies are having difficulties people yeah, having difficulties but safe. I think we're yeah we yeah. still in the, indeed we we are relatively safe we yeah. are more safe um, we have a government that really in that sense stands up for people uh, safety nets are available in countries like Colombia yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah it, uh, it kind of sounds like uh, the wild, wild west uh, is going on uh, in uh, Colombia at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tragedy what's going on there. Um, <clears throat> uh, now more than ever, it's uh, important for to to connect to coffee producers to actually uh, to to make the purchases uh, of coffee, uh, direct uh, trade to stimulate it, um, and also to make sure that transactions are being made on time. Uh, so that is something that uh, that you do uh, for Progresso. Progresso Foundation, I uh, believe. Uh, what what uh, what does Progresso Foundation uh, uh, exactly stand for? Progresso Foundation supports a producer organization in coffee and cocoa in Africa, Latin America, and Asia um, with their development as to become more sustainable businesses. Uh, that means that we we have actually three components in that sense. We provide technical assistance, which is technical assistance where we always uh, will work together. With the organization because we find it important that technical assistance is there that the that the organization develops itself also when we're not there anymore so it's not with the idea that we 
start a project and then when the project ends, then, hey, good luck, find it out for yourself. But that we generate capacities, we develop capacities together with the organization for them to um, have better access to markets, access to finance, but also review like the internal management, how they are doing with the price risk management, but also the productivity and the quality in the field. So there are several components, including also pro-climate activities, how our organizations, how are the farmers dealing with their environment, um, where we give training, advice, but also continuous support. Besides that technical assistance, as we call it, the support, trainings and support, uh, where, for example, on the financial side, we make cash flow projections with them, we write credit applications together with them, uh, we analyze their financial statements with them, always with the intention that maybe they can start small, and that can be then with a very, very small loan from Progreso Foundation, uh, but always with the intention that with such, we give them like a kickstart, with that kickstart, then they can grow on further to other social lenders and that's where we collaborate a lot with social lenders Um, for example with Rabobank Foundation we collaborate a lot as they also see that Progreso support for producer organizations also mitigates their risks in providing such a loan so with the idea of getting started with loans under guidance um, connecting to markets and uh, connecting to markets that means that we check for the quality of the coffee or the cocoa, send samples to potential buyers, give advice on that quality. So we cup the samples, we test the samples, uh, or we send them to potential buyers to verify the quality of the cocoa, for example, uh, always with the intention to make such a bridge between the buyer and the seller. And um, in order for them to grow, you can start maybe with a small volume, uh, but then always with the idea that they increase in export quality, export volume, and related to that is finance. So in that sense, the three components, technical assistance, having small loans, connecting to social lenders for bigger loans, and access to markets, that's what we facilitate with bigger. So a small um, um, future-proof construction. Actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if you if you provide the, the coffee producers with so much uh, um, knowledge and support and finances, um, they can develop more. But is there also a reward for the for that in the end? Or when when a coffee producer uh, when a, a buyer buys the coffee, what is the price then based on? Um, how does that work? Is it based on on the world sea price, or is it um, based on a direct connection and uh, an analysis of the actual cost of production and the living? income that's an interesting question i think that really depends on the type of buyer um, most coffee contracts are based on new york sea for arabica coffee or yeah. or london ice for robusta coffee but let's talk for the most of the uh, specialty coffee is arabica coffee um, based on the new york sea but also if there are certification related uh, but for quality as well premiums can be received in such a contract it really depends on the type of buyer but also on the how special the coffee is what type of premiums you could get but also if it, some buyers uh, will offer a fixed price for the coffee yeah. uh, we always advise producer organization where it's a fixed price contract um, there's a lot of price risk management related to that because you want to make sure 
that if you're a producer organization, um, that you manage that price risk well, because you have to purchase it from your members for a certain price. Meanwhile, if you have a New York Sea price contract, you have to understand what is the price that you purchase it for your members and when do you fix the price in your contract uh, in order to make sure that you haven't bought it more expensive than you can sell it at a certain point. Yeah, ah, Interesting. Um, so that is what uh, what you do with Progresso. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite uh, deeply rooted into uh, in the support and service you you provide on both uh, sides of the of the coffee chain. Um, but you are also um, the managing director or the head of uh, Baiko. Is Baiko your brainchild or is it uh, a collaborate uh, brainchild of uh, Progresso? Or how, how do I see that? Progresso is the owner of Baiko. The, the owner yeah, of Baiko. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that is a, uh, and Baiko is a blockchain-based bla- global coffee connection and trading platform. Um, so that is the, the use of technology uh, to do the things that Progresso does to, to verify all the data. But um, since it's blockchain-based, first of all, can, can, you, can you say what, what Baco is all about? Yes. So Baco is actually, uh, Baco was developed because of an idea that I had, or actually because of experience. Um, when I worked with Rabobank Foundation, well, uh, when I was working with Rabobank Foundation, where I we pre-financed a lot of coffee producers, coffee cocoa producers. At a certain point, I start cupping the coffees from those producer organizations because always when you when you visit them, they will keep their nice and special coffees for to test together, to cup together. Uh, and at a certain point, uh, point it was um, I found it interesting to see what type of coffee they had to offer uh, in order to make a good match with a client Uh, because in a bank if you have a credit line approved the bank is requesting a contract to make sure that it's not a real guarantee but to make sure that there is a buyer who is willing to to purchase such a coffee and to make sure that the producer organization does not end up with a warehouse full of coffee that cannot be sold. When, uh, When I noticed that for the producer organizations that I also supported not only with a credit line but also with access to market connecting them with potential clients, um, I noticed that it was easier for them to grow, to have a better export volume and also increase than in the credit lines. On the other hand, it also made it more sure that my risk was lower as a bank or became lower as a social lender because uh, I was a good touch with the buyers. So that means that the buyer then pays us back for that loan. And uh, yeah, that also when they have like a positive relationship, um, they will probably increase their purchases from such an organization in the next year. By doing that or by connecting the buyers with the sellers, um, so I saw that the producer organizations were able to grow were access their loans, uh, were able to access their loans, but also uh, that it was important for me to find the right match between the buyer and the seller. You can only find the right match if you know what type of coffee the buyer is requesting, but also what type of quality the producer organization has. You have to zoom have. in. Yeah. yeah, you have to zoom in. Absolutely. So because of that, I also took cupping classes to understand better, okay, this is what I find nice coffee, but really what does it mean? And uh, by having more of such an experience, I was also able to, I would, just take the samples and then give some advice. Okay, these are probably samples which are interesting or could be interesting for this and this buyers. So we just send samples or if you go to Coffee Congress, then you just exchange samples. If you you meet a lot of buyers, but then I would just... You can immediately yeah, identify the, exactly, the, the demand. Yeah, and the, to yeah. make like a matchmaking system. Yeah. 
Because of that matchmaking system, uh, at a certain point, I would request the producer organization I was working with uh, to send me Excel sheets. Excel sheets to understand what type of coffee do you have to offer, when is it available, what is the volume of that, and I would send that to potential buyers. That's where the whole idea of Beko came from, to make such a matchmaking platform, uh, always with the intention to not only make the matchmaking online between the buyer and the seller, but also connect finance to that. And I think that's where we're now getting bit by bit. So we launched Beko platform uh, in 2018, end of 2018. And why did we do that as Progresso? So that sounds like end of 2017, I moved from Rabobank Foundation to Progresso Foundation because Progresso Foundation was always guiding producer organizations in access to markets and finance and I thought it was good that yeah to to actually um, make a bigger a bigger impact than for not only for the organizations that we were already working with on the technical systems but that they could scale their impact in connecting buyers and sellers through a digital platform Beko yeah. and that's actually where the whole idea of Beko within Progresso came from of the matchmaking between the buyers and the sellers um, but also connect their support and finance to that. Yeah, uh, Progresso uh, facilitates the connections and Beko is uh, the tool to facilitate uh, the connections. Uh, exactly. Um, but uh, it is a blockchain-based uh, platform. Um, isn't uh, blockchain uh, just a, a buzzword? Uh, why, why did you use blockchain? And can you explain what blockchain uh, is? Interesting question. We hear it a lot. I think indeed uh, blockchain is a bit of a buzzword. Uh, why do we block- use blockchain for Beko platform? Because Um, of efficiency, of um, security, but also because it provides traceability. We do see a lot of a lot of platforms uh, that are being built on blockchain just for traceability. Just for traceability, for me, that doesn't mean anything. A platform should do something for the producers and their organizations in order to have better access to finance, better access to markets. Should work uh, multiple ways. Exactly. So just for traceability, you can also build it into a website. That's not needed on blockchain. But actually, why blockchain? Because of the security. If you close contracts online and if you connect finance to that, you want to make sure that that's a secure system. And also that the conditions in such a contract are stored on blockchain. That's what we use blockchain for. Um, So when a buyer and a seller discuss, they negotiate their contract conditions, they negotiate the price, the volumes, everything. So we're not into that. We can advise, as Progresso, we can advise producer organizations to make a profile, uh, buyers to make a profile, but they define what they want to make visible. They define if they want to be visible on the platform or on an external page or not. They define even the sellers define even for each offer if they want to make it public uh, for some buyers for one buyer or not at all it's not that it's based on blockchain that it means that everything is out in the open you can define that for each person on on Beko platform but also for each coffee that you're willing to offer and in the end if both buyers and sellers they negotiate by themselves so the seller puts their coffees online uh, they negotiate with the buyers online if they close a contract they negotiate the conditions if they close a contract 
then the conditions from that contract, that's being recorded on blockchain. Okay. That's it. Just to make sure that that contract is safe, but also in the future when we connect with a finance profile, that you can connect efficiency, uh, efficiently, sorry, that you can connect efficiently such a contract and share that with uh, a financer in order to pre-finance your contract. So they are really the part of the efficiency comes into place. Yeah, that's interesting. Is uh, the, the transactions uh, on uh, Baco or are they made in a certain... Uh Um, are they made in, in, in dollars or euros or is that uh, independent? The, uh, most contracts China. like New York City, like the coffee exchange, most contracts are in Euro, are in dollars. In dollars, yeah. And is it possible to, uh, to also uh, uh, trade in other, um, for example, uh, cryptocurrencies? Is that something that is uh, part of the, 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 the blockchain uh, transactions uh, no. within Baco? No, no, no. I think cryptocurrency is something completely different from blockchain, but it's often it's sometimes combined so maybe that's where the confusion comes like if it's on blockchain it's automatically cryptocurrency but this is not cryptocurrency at all okay no. <laughs> so this is just a data verification yeah it's it's exactly it's a uh, conditions that both parties agree upon are being closed uh, in a contract and then those contract conditions are being uh, recorded on blockchain if you wish you can share that on an external page if you do not want to do that so both the buyer and the seller have to agree then you can uh, display some conditions of that contract on an external page if you say well it's just between the buyer and the seller if they do not want to display that then they can keep them for themselves that's no problem at all but if, if everybody keeps it to themselves what what is then the added value of Baco? then uh, they, the added, they could, yeah they, they could just do it uh, without Baco, right The added value of Baco there is that you provide producer organizations a track record. So a track record in sales, but also in uh, uh, in finance. Kind of like an accountancy, uh, accounting uh, tool. Uh, it's more, let's say, if you are a selling organization and you have several contracts on Baco, that also makes you more interesting for buyers that don't know you already. It's not to verify, it can be used to verify existing relationships but also to attract new relationships and if you don't know a certain party yet but you see that he already has several relationships you're probably more willing or easier to trust to trust yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting yeah just to, to step back uh, just uh, one step in terms of the the data verification and uh, the cryptocurrencies of course uh, cryptocurrency is now uh, uh, widely uh, visible and everybody's talking about uh, blockchain and uh, cryptocurrencies uh, Baiko is there as a data verification tool uh, to uh, to to create the connections between the producer and the and the buyers is there a possibility to uh, for everybody uh, connected uh, as a uh, let's call it a, a, a new age a global uh, coffee community to agree upon uh, using a different type of payment method to purchase coffee and to trade uh, of course then you're talking about uh, cryptocurrency I, I, i don't think the cryptocurrency the word covers the load but then you're using like a community payment system uh, is that something that is uh, possible uh, with baco uh, it would be possible but i i'm not sure if the coffee world is ready for that maybe in the future yes indeed it would be possible because of the system it's possible in the baco system but we have not um, we have not included banking 
transactions of whatever or whatever kind of transactions uh, in money or in cryptocurrency related to the platform. Yeah. Because um, we feel that the world is not yet ready for that related to the coffee markets. Yeah. Maybe at a certain point, yes, you could use the system for that. The system is built so we can upskill in such a direction if that is required or if that's wished for. But um, it's not with the idea. Well, actually, in the future, you would like to see that, okay, if you close your contract, if certain conditions from that smart contract are met, automatically you will receive a payment link to make it easier, more efficient to make such a transaction. At this moment, we see that uh, traders, but also banks, um, like to make transactions in their own system, which they can, and we facilitate that. So we do not touch that part in Beko yet. Yeah, okay. Uh, so for uh, coffee farmers, uh, cooperative for, uh, or exporters or for sellers, uh, if I'm a coffee seller, how, how do I uh, sign up for Beko? What are, what are the first steps? Uh, so actually everybody can just go to the website beko.nl and uh, make a profile that's free of charge to make a profile as a seller or as a buyer. We always do our own due diligence. So we verify if the person that makes a registration really works in that company, if the company really is a legal registered company and if uh, the company has a good reputation. Just to make sure that we create an environment with trusted parties. After that, when we uh, verify that, we request some documentation just to make sure that we can accept that party, that person related to such a company as a buyer or as a seller on the platform. But then after you're free to negotiate whoever you want, we're not in that part. We're just in the part of the verification that we can only allow trusted parties into Beko platform. Okay, so uh, coffee sellers can find a direct connection to the market via Beko in that sense. But this is something I'm uh, kind of curious um, for because uh, many coffee farmers have already find it difficult to find a direct connection to the market. And they all wish they had because it's uh, much better. So you can find more value points they can get paid for. How do they find Beko? Of course, uh, via the website, but how is Beko um, pushing forward? How is Beko uh, transmitting to all the coffee farmers to be found? And isn't it just as difficult to find Beko as to find a, a direct connection to market? Of course, it's kind mm-hmm. of overlapping i well i don't i don't think that's the case we do work progresso already exists for 22 years so progresso has a lot of a big network with producer organizations with buyers coffee traders coffee roasters and through our network we uh we reach a lot of producer organizations and uh normally we would be at uh, all the coffee events you can imagine uh, sca like let's say the I've international coffee yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. indeed so that's we uh, promote Beko through our network. Uh, we are in touch with SEA. We're in touch with all kinds of other organizations, which are NGOs, but also with the certification organizations like Fairtrade, um, CLUCK, uh, where we also collaborate. Um, in many countries, we also do have people that work with us uh, on the ground, where we also give lectures about Beko. We have online sessions where we uh, activate people and we can also always give like online tours for persons that have interest in making a registration on Beko and that would like to receive some support. Then also with our local team in Peru, in Rwanda or Uganda, Ivory Coast, we also uh, discuss with
with a lot of producer organizations, how to use Beko, how to make it work. If they have questions, we can always give them feedback, give them support. Uh, yeah, so really through our network, uh, which already exists for many years, yeah. uh, we do promote the use of Beko. Okay, yeah, that's good. And for the, the buyers, uh, so you just explained uh, for uh, coffee sellers uh, how they can um, uh, sign up for, uh, no, sign up, uh, register for uh, Beko. Uh, how does it work for coffee buyers? Well, actually, that's the same. same. <laughs> They're in the same, same yeah. network. Oh, so what we do see is that producer organizations, uh, that they also request their buyer to become part of the platform. And then we can have like a separate call with the buyer to explain how it works, or they can just make a registration. We verify them like the normal due diligence process before we accept them. And um, But also for buyers that they mentioned, there are several buyers which we have a good connection with, that they also recommend several producer organizations where they're purchasing from so cooperative associations in different parts of the world where they are produced where they are collaborating with where they purchase their coffee from and they then um, yeah identify potential new selling organizations for us so yeah. then we get in touch yeah so it's actually the the network effect that uh, makes uh, Beko grow yes yeah and uh, via recommendations and uh, yeah Indeed. that's a good thing uh, and for the buyers what's because um, I can understand for coffee sellers um They're in, uh, in, in almost in, in need of uh, a better payment for the coffee because of uh, uh, traditional coffee trade uh, hardly pays for the cost of production, living income. Uh, um, they get a, a, a lousy price for their uh, product. Uh, what's in it for the buyers? Because it's not the place to, to find cheap coffee because that's not the, the incentive of uh, Beko. I think they're all type of coffee. Uh, you see different qualities. It's not just only for specialty coffee. A producer organization will have different qualities of coffee and it's important that they can offer whatever coffee that they have to sell. Okay. Um, maybe some coffee does not really qualify for export. Then also related to the price, I would price risk, I would say get rid of it as soon as possible. Try to find a local market for such a coffee. But if you do have coffee that qualifies for export, uh, yeah, it's good. You can negotiate with the buyers, which can be buyers that purchase New York Sea, which can be buyers that purchase for uh, related to certification or related to higher quality coffees i think there is a market for all types of coffee yeah. and it's a matter of finding the right buyer for such a market yeah for yeah. the quality of coffee that you have to offer yeah in the netherlands we say op elk potje past en dexel exactly, exactly <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about uh, beko or about uh, progresso something that's uh, top well, of mind or that We just missed in the last, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes. Well, I think what, what is good to, to mention is uh, for the coming months, we are releasing new profiles. So Beko was launched end of 2018. At this moment, we have more than 450 users, which are verified buyers and sellers on the platform. Uh, the coming last year, we have been working on the development of an app uh, where you can make registration of producers users related to the organization so the organization can put the coffee offered on Beko but then you can have the full traceability from the individual producer up to the buyer 
and so that's what we have are currently implementing in the field, rolling out in the field, where we always find it important that the producer and the producer organization, they own their data. That's also what we find uh, why buyers want to use uh, Beko, because as Progresso, we are neutral party in that sense. We do not buy or sell coffee, so we're no competition. Also, because we provide that, that technical assistance in relation to, to uh, making the matchmaking, or we can advise buyers like hey if you're looking for a certain coffee from Colombia please find these and these organizations they have their profile in Beko so then they can uh, search maybe easily uh, also with the organization that we know that they have like an approved credit line um, we can also advise because it makes it more likely that if you close a contract with an organization that has working capital during the harvest, that the coffee will be delivered for the quality requested and on time. Yeah. At this moment, not only with the, with the implementation of the app, but also uh, we're rolling out a trader profile. And with the trader profile, it's not only possible to uh, buy, but also you can buy on the one hand and sell on the other hand. We see, we see uh, a lot of demand for traceability issues for buyers that say, I would like, as a trader, I would like to, um, to have the coffee traceable because my client, which is a roaster, uh, is requesting for that. But also to make sure I do not have to display everything. I think that's also like a bit of a myth related to blockchain that you have to display everything. You can decide what you want to share and with whom. I would. I would show everything. <laughs> yeah, maybe you yeah. do, but some of them don't. But for example, now there's a lot of uh, requests for compensation in, in the market, for example, related to sustainability issues, sustainability efforts, where there is CO2 compensation or um, agroforestry compensation, all that type of compensation with the release of the trader profile, probably in July, uh, you can also display or visualize your type of compensations, whether it's in a project or whether it's for a couple of cents per pound, uh, you can also uh, make that public. And we think that not only having coffee fully traceable from the individual producer up to the roaster, but also as a roaster or as a trader to make your uh, sustainability efforts visible, we feel that there is, uh, yeah, there's a demand for that. And yes. that people would like to share that, what they are it's doing. It's a validation of the claims you make. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Exactly. You can show what you, exactly. what you stand for. Yeah. Exactly. And because if that can be related into a contract, into a coffee purchasing contract, and that is closed between the buyer and the seller, or whether that's a trader or a roaster, doesn't matter. But that also confirms that claim. Yeah. And we feel that that's better if you have that on a platform which is neutral than you as a buyer telling the world, I'm doing so well. Yeah, it's all about trust. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so you can, uh, for the people listening, you can find more on uh, Beyco.nl. That's B-E-Y-C-O.nl or uh, Progresso.nl, P-R-O-G-R-E-S-O.nl if you're interested in uh, finding out more. I have one uh, final question for you, um, Isabel. So I can see you're uh, in the past couple of years, uh, all the, the seminars and the, the, the keynotes you've given, uh, you're a very uh, knowledgeable person. Uh, I'm uh, very uh, impressed by the, the the words you use, uh, they're well selected. And you're also a really driven person to do 
what you do. My company is called uh, Ikigai Coffee. Uh, Iki is uh, life and Guy is reason. Uh, so it's your intrinsical motivation to get out of bed in the morning. But uh, what is your personal drive? What, what drives you? What motivates you uh, to get out of bed every morning to do what you do? Good cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, good cup of No, I think it's a um, good question. Thank you for your comment. It's, it's quite a switch. <laughs> Contrasting. A switch. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that we live in a world, or actually I'm based in the Netherlands, I live in Amsterdam. For me, it's... it's. Um, I think we really... Uh, the fact that we live, that I live in an environment which is safe, which is okay, I have a job, I can do the things I like. Um, I think if I can support producer organizations, producers in um, having better rice for their products and having better living circumstances in uh, supporting them in their development, I feel that I should do that. Just by adding something um, to a world which is unequal, in which we do not have uh, the same opportunities, I think, yeah, that's that's for me what I like to do. Because I think that even if you're small, you can just create good impact. You can have positive effects in the developments of other organizations, which then can contribute to better circumstances for the farmers. Um, yeah, maybe with the uh, idealism, or how do you say that, um, that you can make things a bit better. Even in your own small bubble, I would say, uh, you can still try to make things a bit better for other people yeah. who do not maybe have such privilege to grow up in a safe environment, to have to be able to have such an ed- education that can go to university or... Yeah, I think opportunities. Yeah. yeah, that is a, a beautiful thing. Nice. Uh, I think you're a, a perfect uh, um, guest in the work that matters podcast. I think you do work that matters. It's really important what you do. So thank you for what you do, uh, and also thank you for being a guest on this uh, podcast. It was uh, super interesting to uh, hear you talk about uh, Progresso and about Baiko. And uh, once again, for all the people listening, you can find out more uh, on uh, on the internet, progresso.nl, P-R-O-G-R-E-S-O.nl, or Baiko, Beyond Coffee. That's uh, Baiko.nl, is B-E-Y-C-O.nl. Um, and um, yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for the invitation. And uh, yeah, really uh, nice talking to you. <laughs> If you want to find out more about this episode or any other episodes, please visit www.ikigai.coffee and I hope to see you there.